Hi, this is the Care to Change podcast. We appreciate you choosing to join us today. We're continuing our series this month on the trouble with love and marriage with a conversation between April and our counselor, Teresa Haskins, as they discuss when your partner has betrayed you. Thank you for being a part of this conversation as we hope to offer you practical solutions for positive change. Hello, everyone. This is April Bordeaux. Thank you so much for joining us at today's episode of our Care to Change podcast. We have just started a series about the trouble with love and marriage. John Money kicked us off last week talking about what to do when you're not in love anymore. Gave us some really great tips to prevent falling out of love, if that's a term um, that some people use. Today, we're going to talk about what to do when your partner has betrayed you. Uh, Next week, we're going to talk about kids and what to do when kids seem to be ruining uh, your relationship. And then the last week, we talk about what to do when there's abuse. And so we've taken some really common topics that we see here at Care to Change to give you this information. So if you're in between sessions or you haven't yet reached out to us, you have some resources to, to get you thinking and, and get you started. And so I'm really glad to have Teresa Haskins back with us today on our podcast. Teresa, you're such a joy and such a kind heart and a therapist here at Care to Change. And I'm so glad you're not just on the podcast, but on our team. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you. It, it is a it is a privilege, really, to get to talk to everyone about such a, a painful topic. Mm-hmm. Will you tell the listeners, you're not new to our podcast, Mm -hmm. but tell the listeners why this is important to you. Yes. I um, specialize really in in marriages and families, and I I just feel like relationships and connections are are so vital to every part of our health, our mental health and our spiritual health, our emotional health. And so when those are disruptive, it just, it, it is so chaotic in, in someone's life and it can be bring so much so much pain and, and and that just that disconnection is not how we are are intended to live mm-hmm. so I'm very passionate about helping people find restoration whether that is with a spouse whether it's with a family situation I I'm very passionate about um, finding ways for reconnection yeah yeah and the beauty of your uh, passion in helping families is that you have seen restoration, right? Yes. And John started us last week in saying he's seen miracles in marriage, right? Oh my goodness. And yes. no matter where these marriages are, when they come to us, just shattered, broken, disconnected, yes. on the verge, maybe paperwork has gotten gotten started, you know, for, for filing, for divorce, um, we have seen some really remarkable changes and restorative movements and just it's it's just magical in a way to see the change when people put practical steps into their their marriage and really invest differently yes and take tools so I'm so glad you're part of that process and glad that you're here today the topic that we have is such a heart-wrenching difficult Mm -hmm. topic it just is one that when the, you know, the, the topic, what to do um, when there's been betrayal. And 
I want to tread lightly on this topic mm-hmm. because no one wants to be betrayed in any aspect. Yes. And so this is one that can be so hurtful and uh, there's it's wrought with questions yes. and self-doubt and what do I do and what does the scripture say? There's so many questions related yes. to this topic and I want to give voice to the fact that this is a podcast it's not therapy and so Mm -hmm. we're not going to be able to say here's your situation and here's the steps what we're going to do is talk generally speaking hopefully to give an outlook so that listeners can take the information apply what applies to them if we don't touch on your specific situation because there's so many kinds of betrayal. And I know you're going to talk about those. Mm -hmm. Um, I really want to encourage listeners don't suffer in silence. Don't try to go this alone to try to walk through a betrayal on your own. It's just it's like trying to do your own surgery. Absolutely, It's just it just doesn't uh, bear the amount of fruit that bringing someone alongside can. And so I want to just put that out there knowing that uh, this is a hard topic and one that really touches hearts in a, in a deeper way yes. uh, than some of our other topics that we talk about. So first, really just by beginning to define, I don't think a lot of people realize mm-hmm. that affairs aren't always, you know, acting out sexually with another person, right? Exactly. There's exactly. lots of kinds of betrayal and affairs. So will you walk us through mm-hmm. maybe what you see are the most common types mm-hmm. of affairs or betrayals? Yes, typically I kind of categorize these in, in five different types okay. of affairs. And um, I think with uh, internet use, social media, some affairs somewhat can be more, uh, you know, we've, I, I guess we've added to the categories. Yeah. You know, the first the category is a romantic affair. And that could be, it can be sexual or emotional, um, but it is, it is, where the one spouse, the offending spouse, really feels attached, it has a uh, a deep affection for the the person they are having an affair with. So um, that's probably the the what when we think of an affair, it's probably one of the very first things that we think of is is a romantic affair. But it could also be a casual affair. When I say casual, that's more of the one night stand. There's really no a connection to the person. Um, that that your spouse has had an affair with. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's also cyber affairs. Um, and this is when that, and it, it, it can, any kind of connection that your spouse is having with someone via text, email, um, anything internet-based, mm-hmm. that that connection that's meant for you is given to someone else or something else. Mm-hmm. And there's also emotional affairs, which um, this is, I see this uh, very much more so, and it can actually cause even more struggles because the offending spouse who is in, involved in the emotional affair, someone doesn't understand the pain that the emotional affair mm-hmm. can put on the other. I mean, they really under, they really underestimate how, how destructive that is. And so they there some can sometimes be more defensive, be less remorseful, which really hampers the healing process. So emotional affair is the same pain that is attached to maybe a romantic affair, but with the added difficulty of the offending spouse really taking it fully for what it is. 
Um, and then there's the um, a, a more of a sanctioned affair, and that's when you have a relationship that is uh, more of an open relationship, which which I I am afraid to say I, I have seen that um, that happen also. So um, those are basically the five types of betrayals that I've that I have experienced. I went to a family um, family life uh, weekend to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband and I have, have gone several times, and one of those they started with identifying these different kinds of affairs. Mm-hmm. They added affairs with uh, work and affairs with hobbies. Oh, yeah, and defined it sort of as anything that takes the priority slash affection slash time and energy and it you know it could be kids but um, anything that removes the connection and attention that's supposed to be given to your partner your spouse Mm -hmm. can be classified in that um, because if someone is always at work and always doing work and um, that's where the attention that's where the affection that's where the energy goes then it's replaced what it is that's supposed to be given, yes. you know, in the context of the, the marriage relationship. Yeah. So they even expanded love that. a little bit more, which um, when I when I read through some of the different definitions, I'm like, oh, wow, there's a there's a lot more affairs. And, yeah. you know, people come in and they're like, is this wrong? Is this OK? And like you said about right. the emotional affair, there's always this question like, but it still hurts. But nothing happened. You know, yes, you've heard the conversations. It, and yes, very much and, so. Uh, so I'm glad that you're shedding light that there are so many kinds yes, of right. affairs or betrayals. Would you say that this might be an obvious question, but I just want to make sure I put it out there mm-hmm. for the cyber pornography would be included yes. in, in the I, cyber? I do. Yes, okay. very much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, for the listeners, they're they're thinking about... I don't, I don't know what all our listeners are thinking about, but okay, there's all these kinds of affairs. Maybe they already know their spouse has had an affair or their, their friend's spouse has had an affair or their sibling's spouse has had an affair, whatever kind it is. There's the hurt. They, they know it's happened. Okay. Yes. So they're like, I don't need it defined. It's happened. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. So I think the very first thing that you do is just make sure that um, your phys- physical needs are met. So, so making sure that if you're getting rest, that you're getting exercise, that you're not putting yourself last ab- above the affair. You know that that you that you have a way to get your needs met physically, whether that be just making sure that um, someone's taking care of your kids. You know, making sure that you have your uh, a support system that you can really trust. So. Um, just feeling like at least we're we're getting sleep so that you can think clearly feeling like that you're not putting yourself in even a more desperate situation when your physical needs are not met so so find a way whether it's bringing someone in um that you can uh, can tell your story for support uh, but making sure that there's a way for your physical needs to be met and then the next thing I would is, I would is this suggest, because I'm yeah. I'm questioning like is this because you're in shock and so you just put put by the wayside exercise and food and and rest is that what you're talking about like yeah. oh my gosh this just happened and so you go into this place of survival mode is that yeah I think that there okay. certainly can be a part of you that somewhat takes over okay and 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 we are somewhat more of in a survival mode and uh, so many questions can be swirling around in your head like um and, and 
am I going to be living in my home mm-hmm. for it? What does this mean from the entirety of my, you know, we had this all, you had this, this life set up. So you can allow that to somewhat take up your mind space. Mm, okay. So gotcha. really feeling like I'm going to take care of what I need to, to take care of first so that I don't get in a position where I'm even in a more of an emotional stress and, and, and my physical needs are in a place where they can be helpful, mm-hmm. um, not providing even more difficulty for you. Because we know, I, I don't want to belabor the point, but we know that we don't make the best decisions mm-hmm. um, if we're not rested and, and nourished, yes. right? And taking in and hydrated or not. We don't make, we don't have clarity of mind. Yes. So when, when someone finds out they've been betrayed, that there has been an affair, that's when it's time to even be more vigilant yes. in, in self-care because there are decisions that need to be made and next steps that need to be taken. And so support yourself in what you can control. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. And then next, I would say not making any sudden decisions, not making any big life choices in the moment. Because uh, when it when things first happen, we don't have all the facts. Uh, sometimes we can jump to assumptions. We feel like we know the story before we really do. Um, it does take time for you to know the entirety of what is happening, um, for you to really grasp uh, where your relationship is and, and where it's going. So so not making any big decisions like uh, selling the house, making a decision right away to end the relationship. I, I think just take it slowly, mm-hmm. give it some time. You're not going to have all of the answers immediately. Mm, that's good. That's good. And also, this is so difficult. I'm not, I'm not suggesting this, thinking that it, this is an easy thing. But really try not to attack your spouse that mm. was disloyal. That is it's very difficult for me to even say. But if we come to it in, in a, a real critical and, and attack fashion, for certain he is going to put or she is going to put hands up and, and, and definitely barriers. So if, if there is any hope for you to really get answers and, and to, and to, to step into that healing process, being able to just to approach communication in a non-critical way, as much as you can, will be more beneficial to you. Um, you know, it'll, it'll, hopefully I'll get you the answers that you're looking for. Mm. So that's um, rich. And I also know it's not, it's human not. nature. It is not, of course, someone, because it does, the betrayal so certainly feels like an attack to us mm-hmm. and, and the commitment we made. So of course we, we want to retaliate and, mm-hmm. and, and our first thing, our first posture is, is very likely defense. But we'll say it like fight, flight, or freeze. Yeah. Like you've right. just been hurt. Mm, absolutely. Your future has been threatened. So it's natural to go into fight, flight, exactly. or freeze, which is like, I'm out of here. I'm fighting you back. Yes. I'm shutting completely down. Yes, yeah. exactly. But so much can happen. I love what you suggested, what you talked about. There are miracles that happen. And, and you know, at that, that instant that you find out, 
and and the the response mode of defensiveness and fight fight or flee freeze there is there's if we can take a different posture i think that it's just more likely that that miracle can happen that that you can get to a place where of not only restoration but even a deeper connection mm-hmm. it's 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 possible what else i think that today be careful what you put on social media you know mm-hmm. not changing your relationship status right away also a really important thing to consider and this again might be difficult in the moment really think about how do I want to communicate Mm -hmm. what do I want to know from him or her Mm -hmm. how much do I need to know how do I ask it what's the setting you know especially if you have kids at home really being intentional how do I get you know what's the setting where we should take these communications um um, so, so really thinking through that, and again, it's it's a it's a hard mindset to be in. It's you know we're um, definitely in a a place where we want to repair and, and being able to really think and plan. But if you can do that and being really intentional about how am I going to communicate? How are how is my spouse and I going to get through this communication wise? And then. Um, just the who, what, when, where of communication. That's so interesting because that's what I was in my notes as I'm writing. I'm, I'm writing how best to communicate, when to do it, where yeah. to do it, with whom to do it there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's such wisdom. Yeah. What other tips? I think that, uh, again, not not an easy thing, but really try to hear what your partner is saying. Mm. Uh, really uh, listening. Do you not only maybe the facts that he's presenting or she's presenting, um, but also do you, how do you hear his description? Are, are you hearing remorse? Are you hearing defensiveness? Are, is he trying to shift the blame on other things? So, you know, that's something that to, that will be really important as you figure out what your next steps are. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if this is, is doable, but try to make a, this sounds crazy, but try to make a plan to think. Are you going to rely on someone? What's your what's your trusted source? How are you going to make plans? Are you going to involve other people in in how you're stepping through this? So, um, being intentional about decision making, um, whatever that looks like, is is another thing that I would suggest. It's interesting when you say make a plan to think. All of these tips that you're giving, Mm -hmm. making sure your physical needs are met, make no sudden decisions, do not attack your spouse, be careful what goes on social media, how best to communicate when, where, all that, Mm -hmm. listening to hear, making a plan. When you say make a plan to think, it's sort of at that moment when you first hear it's not about thinking a lot. It's about feeling. Yeah. So it's reacting based on emotion, which yes. is why all of these things sort of go out the window. Yeah. Because you're in this reactionary phase. So with the exception of social media on this, almost all of these are automatically the opposite of what you're saying to do. I know. It, and I, I totally get none of these are easy. You know, and mm-hmm. it, it is. It's, it's the opposite of our initial reaction. But if if we can get and and maybe maybe on the list also needs to include being really aware of uh, coping, 
how do I cope the best way? And making sure that that's maybe the first step is get get your coping skills in place, whether that is, um, you know, we did talk about getting out and exercising, whether it is um, relying on music or or journaling, whatever it is that helps you get to that calmer place. And let's just make uh, very clear retaliation yes. is not coping. That's right. That is <laughs> not, that is exactly right. So it is not. Going out and doing the same thing <laughs> isn't coping with what's happened to you. Yes. It's exactly. not going to, it's not going to clear up what the future is going to look like. It's exactly. just going to make it a little bit more muddy. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and so much, reg- you know, so much regret. I mean, you could add, um, to the difficulties, if if that's our first response, um, yeah, yeah. Again, none of these are easy. Right, right. So it's just these this list here, and I know I know we we want to step into how to move toward restoration. Mm-hmm. Um, there are decisions that need to be made, mm-hmm. right? And so before we again kind of stepping lightly, but making sure we're walking truthfully in this. Before we talk about okay, if you've decided to restore, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's also this element of how did they find out? Did they get caught or did they come and share on their own volition? Yes. Is this the first time or the fifth time? So there's a lot of factors in determining how to cope and making your plan and who to share, right? So there isn't a one size, oops, there's not a one size fits all. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, again, like we said at the beginning, there's not like, these things are the things you have to do every person who's been, it, it's yes. really not. Um, but I love how, I mean, this is just so counter, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's really taking it back from the, the heart, uh, but it's not, it's not making it okay. It's not, right. I notice you're not saying, well, you must forgive. I yes. notice you're not like, you're not entering that space at the beginning. Yes. And so just to really validate it, you know, it does hurt. Right. Uh, betrayal stings. Betrayal is a loss of trust. Yes. Um, betrayal changes the future. Mm-hmm. Betrayal uh, creates an, an amount of stress and unrest yes. and uncertainty and removes that safety mm-hmm. from the relationship. And so understanding that all of these things make it difficult mm-hmm. um, to do this very list that you just gave us. Yes. Just recognizing, you know what? These are all things we're just saying. Right. These are the recommendations we also understand. Right. That we're not giving you easy things, right? It's right. not, there's not a pill to make it go away. Right. Exactly. Um, and the damage is done. So mm-hmm. once these things have been in place and, you know, for the listeners like, okay, I'm doing these things. I'm being wise with my response and who I'm sharing, what, when, I'm, I'm practicing coping self-care. Now, what do I do? What's the next thing in this? There is a decision, you know, that has to be made between restoring the relationship and ending the relationship. Right. And so there's a time and and place for both. Obviously we as therapists aren't the ones that say, well, you should get divorced or you should stay together. Yes. You know, we as therapists walk through a lot of these tips, Mm -hmm, um, right? When people, and and what does the hurt do to you and how does it 
affect the relationship. So we walk through the journey. Yes. We're not the decision makers in this. Exactly. Um, I think mm -hmm. that's a little bit of a misnomer because I know I've had people, what, what do I do? Right. Am I allowed to leave? And like, that's not what a therapist's role is. Yeah. Our role is not to say, this is what you should do or should not do. So let's go the direction of restoration. Mm -hmm. And again, um, I want to be super clear to the listeners. We're not saying that in every case of betrayal, yes. restoration is the best and wisest right. and most healthy move. Right. Um, we just want to recognize it. Yeah. Although, you know, it's our desire that marriages be restored and we've seen miracles. We're also realistic. Exactly. Right. So we know there's a time and place when, you know what, there's more harm here right. um, to continue. Right. And I, w I would also add, if the decision of restoration versus separation or, or divorce is difficult, um, we, there's something that's called discernment counseling, mm -hmm. where we as therapists can walk you through that process. It's different than mm -hmm. couples counseling, but it really, it does help you see things in a more clear way and really helps to see the pathways and what could be ahead for whether you decide to stay within the relationship to leave the relationship um it, you know so that's something that could be helpful mm. um but if if you do decide restoration again there's so many nuances mm -hmm. um where the spouse is how how remorseful how committed they are is 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 really uh, it, it really affects the restoration process. So, so that's the first thing that you want to really uh, recognize is this, the offending spouse, where are they in the commitment? Mm -hmm. You know, how strong is that, is that base? Um, if that is there, if that, if that, if your spouse is really committed to saving and repairing, then we walk through somewhat of a, a three stage restoration process. Mm -hmm. The first stage is called atonement, mm -hmm. and this is not easy for the for either party. But what it requires is that the offending spouse totally open up their world and allow their their betrayed spouse to get answers. Um, and this is the beginning of of the rebuilding of trust, um, and it it just requires full transparency. So so this in the atonement place, the the betrayed spouse has full access to the the the, the spouse's phone. They are open to ask whatever questions they need. I, I preface by saying that's something that you have to decide what questions do you want answered and what questions do you feel like you can let go? Because, mm -hmm. you know, if you're asking right. questions, be prepared for the answers. Right. And that could be really difficult too. So, so being conscious of what, what do you need to know? And that's the place, that's the space to do that is the atonement place. And difficult for the um, offending spouse, but, you know, it, it is, is very needed. There has to be this sense that there are, there's full understanding that that your the offending spouse is being truthful. Mm -hmm. So that is that's the first stage mm -hmm. in restoration. During that stage, uh, another really critical part is that the betrayed spouse be open to forgiveness through this. We're not even saying that forgiveness needs to come 
at the beginning of that stage, mm-hmm. but allow what your partner, you know, when, as you're asking the questions and, and he's, or she's giving you the answers as they're giving transparency, um, as they're being open and honest about everything, then try to allow your heart to be open for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, again, not, right. not an easy thing. And if we get, if we can get through the atonement and, and get to a place of forgiveness, then we want to approach attunement. And that is a place where you, I guess in a way, reconnection, um, really having open, honest conversations about needs and what, what the offending spouse, uh, you know, what were the reasons why they looked to someone else for their attachment needs? So uh, getting to a different understanding of what each spouse needs to feel that unified, that attached. There are lots of reasons for an affair, and it doesn't have to be a lack of attachment. But if it is, this is the place where we have a deeper understanding of what does my spouse need to feel like he, that he or she is so attached that... Um, they don't look elsewhere for it. The third step toward restoration is attach. And that's the stage where we repair the sexual intimacy part of the relationship. And that could be a really difficult place for the betrayed spouse. And, you know, that sexual intimacy was given to someone else. So that's a difficult thing to, to overcome. Having more communication throughout that, you know, regarding sexual intimacy, I I always say more communication, tell one another what you need, what is comfortable, what you, what you need for intimacy um, is really important for that stage. And those three stages, um, is it fair to say, don't do those alone? Absolutely. So these aren't stages that we're giving to you so that you can shut the door and plan a date and say, now we're going to do the atonement these are just sort of what a couple has led through. Yes. Right? So don't, please, like they say, don't try this at home. Absolutely. Um, because at this point, uh, another trained right. person is best to walk through these stages. Yes. Especially the the attunement stage. When, when it comes to how you attach, so many things can get in the way. Um, attachment, it feels like, you know, once you found the love of your life, it feels like that should be an easy thing. You know, we're just, we're just, we just connect and, and we just do relationships. But if there is any trauma or any kind of an attachment difficulty in your past, it can be really cloudy Mm -hmm. to really understand attaching to a spouse and, and really hearing and getting getting through that stage is is really not an easy thing Mm -mm. and the length of time Mm. is sort of like the grieving process right you know people like to talk about the five stages of grief as if they're linear yes and timed and planned right that's just not the way grief works right and this same thing with this, right? Absolutely. Um, you don't go, okay, we're going to go through atonement. It's going to take us 10 days. Mm-hmm. And by the way, in six months, you, you you know, you should be through this one right. by now. It's just like grief doesn't work like that right. because this is also grief. Absolutely. You know, when exactly. someone's been betrayed, they're experiencing loss, yes. loss of what was. 
and they're grieving, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And it's different, you know, there's different kinds of grief, but when you talk about these three, you know, stages to walk through, my point is that they're not linear. Yeah. They're not a prescribed period of time. Right. And it it takes time to get through them. Absolutely. And even uh, the, the, um, the atonement stage, there might be a question years down the road Mm. that pops in your head and asking that question and getting the answer can redefine how you see the problem. So absolutely there's no time limit there it, it just like grief you will have emotions come over you like waves um something something will be brought to mind something triggering um so be have an expectation that it it, it does come in waves it is much like grief there is no time frame on going through these stages um it's just it just takes time yeah absolutely what resources would you recommend based on um, this topic? I have I have several really good resources, and all for for different, I, I guess, um, needs that you might have with this topic. Um, the very first book that I would suggest is it's called Intimate Deception: Healing the Wounds of Sexual Betrayal by Sherry Kiefer, Dr. Sherry Kiefer, um, and that is really for the the person who had has been betrayed um getting through the healing process and 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 making you know it getting through the pain and and how it affects your your you personally how you see yourself that's a really great resource for those that have been betrayed mm-hmm. another great resource for the couple um is it's what makes love last by John Gottman and he does help you examine if there's betrayal um, or if you if you just sense that something's off in the relationship mm-hmm. on on really identifying the things that the ways to get through that um, and, and to to really strengthen the, the relationship. One more. Um, and this is for, a, a, again, as somewhat of a unique circumstances. Um, I will also see couples who experience betrayal or other issues in the relationship where one spouse feels like they're leaning out and one mm. more leaning in. Of course, that's complicated. Right. For the spouse that is leaning in and really wants to save, and maybe that's the, the offender or the person betrayed, um, an w- amazing book. It's called The Divorce Remedy. The author is Michelle Wiener Davis. It's so helpful in knowing um, how to respond and what the best possible ways, if you are wanting to save the, the marriage, um, the posture that you should, you should take that, um, there are definite steps that you can use for that. Those are such good, uh, resources to include in here. Uh, I know again, that this is such a difficult and tricky topic, but I love the practicality that you've given and the wisdom that you've given. Um, what I would say to the listeners is if you or someone that you love have experienced betrayal, this is a starting point. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not the end of it. And you you know this because you're living it. What I would ask you to do is please don't go this alone. Um, yes. Please reach out. Um, Teresa is here. Mm-hmm. There are other really well-trained therapists and counselors here who believe 
in marriage and marriage restoration and walking through the healing process, Mm -hmm. but also the discernment process, you know, that Teresa talked about, um, knowing that that's not the most healthy path in every Mm -hmm. situation. And so we want to be mindful of that. The important thing is if you're struggling, if you're suspecting, if you already know and you feel frozen, please reach out and and let us walk that journey with you get you the resources that might be helpful to you as well. Uh, Teresa, thank you. Thank you. Um, for, you bring such wisdom. Um, I just yeah. know how much you love working with couples and what you bring. And so um, what a gift um, that you, you share your time with us. That is uh, it for today. Uh, again, we're going to put some resources on our website as well. Some marriage resources. So you can go up there mm-hmm. and look um, for some additional resources too. Uh, Please join us next week as Haley talks with us about when kids seem to be ruining your marriage as we continue this The Trouble with Love and Marriage series. Uh, We know you have a choice again in how you spend your time. Thank you for spending it with us this week. We look forward to connecting with you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Care to Change podcast where we offer you practical solutions for positive change. We invite you to follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube to hear more about our conversation topics. Check out the show notes below to see resources mentioned in this episode. If you have any questions or would like additional information, please reach out to us on our care line at 317-979-7133 or email us at help at care2change.org. We thank you again and hope you will join us for more of our podcast conversations.